Staten Island landfill kings. What's up, my man? Not much. A little impromptu little. We yeah. get together for a little coffee and a diner. I have some, coffee. I know these guys haven't even paid on my list. It's my turn, my life. It's all right. It's, uh, I don't is, know which guy. Which guy was hooking us up? This is like me. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is like me trying to get a gig at a hardcore show. I'm sitting there waiting. You can't even get coffee. <laughs> See, I didn't know if you drank coffee or else I would have got you one. What's up? Hey, a, a cup of decaf coffee? Hey, decaf. Thank yeah. you, my friend. Do you know what you want to eat yet? I don't. No, I'm not. You good? I, I mean... I'm starving. If you eat, I'll eat. That's how I am. Yeah, but I'm going to eat something small. Nice. Yeah, so I got to watch my girlish figure. I'm busting. Well, like, look, look. I'm like, I'm like four pounds of bologna in a, in a three-pound bag. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm busting out. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, buddy. With the yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm good. You know what? Can I have another cup, please, too? Another cup? Yeah, I'd appreciate it. I live on coffee. Me, too. And normally I don't drink decaf, but I got work tomorrow morning, so if I drink decaf. Oh, it affects you like that? Not me. I drink a pot of coffee and go right to bed. That's normal. No, I'm serious. Uh, that's my, my coffee is my biggest vice. If I literally have that coffee every day. It's mine too. Yeah, I mean, I put away all the other nonsense. Right. Well, I, I, I did. Some, well, I drink. Like, well, maybe your life doesn't fall apart at the seams when you drink. Mine just how it happens to do that. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just fuck. It's fucked up. My life, you know, my life just cracks and crumbles. It's bad. But I'm at the point now. I'm at the point now where I question myself because I go, okay, I'm functioning. I go to work. Okay. I do what I gotta do, but like I'm like pretty much I'm always drinking on my free time. See, see, but see what will happen with me is I'll function and I'll go to work, but I'll drink at work. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, see, well I did, you know. You did, you did. Yeah, I mean all, all, over four years I haven't had a beer. Right, right, right. yeah. So, it's been a while, man. Yeah, it's been a while. That's good. Well, yeah. Well, it's it's a. Uh, it's against my better judgment, put it that way, to start picking up booze and whatever else. Right, of the territory. But yeah, cheers. Salute. Salute. Uh-huh. Enrage. That's how I am with food. What? Food's, food's my, my downfall. And we see what's fucked up is that, oh, I, know, I know a lot of people who, who battle with their diet and stuff yeah. like that. What's fucked up is that, regardless... You need to eat. That's the one I saw. I, I don't know who said it. You need it. to eat. It's the one. Rogan says that. Maybe it's Rogan. Say, I don't want to say addiction, but the one thing with like 
you know, if you drink, you just you don't drink anymore. Right. You know, you know you're yeah. doing drugs, you know, that's it, I'm not smoking anymore. Food, you have to, so there's always that, lack of yes. a better word, it's always a trigger. Yeah. There's always a trigger to eat, so yeah. you can't go, well, I'm not eating anymore. I mean, I don't eat certain things anymore, but if as long as you're putting food in your mouth, there's always going to be that right. thing where you're like, I really want this. Yeah. Why am I doing this? And of course, all the fucking good shit is fucking bad for you. Right, exactly. You know that. That's, yeah. I'm going to order a cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to fuck with you? No. I'm fine. I might get a lentil soup. Oh, see, lentil is like one of my favorites. It's lentils I can you do even Because well, you like a guinea, too. Yes. Yeah, so it's me, too. Yeah. So it's, it's the lentil soup. It's, it's the goods. Yeah. And that's like <laughs> I found out the lentils like the one thing I can do even if I'm watching my way. Oh, yeah. No, without yeah. a doubt. I mean, they're the kind of, what they call the good fat. Yeah. So I do that. I, I live You can stuff life. your face with avocados all day long, too. But you're not Mexican. <laughs> I love avocados. I love avocados. I do. I love avocados. <laughs> Give me some guac any day. Yeah, all day long. Shit. I got I got married at the there's a bar down there, Holbrook. Oh, yeah. Tequila bar. That's where I got married at. Holbrook. There's one in Brooklyn. Yes, they opened it right right down the block from where I work, from my school. And so there's the Holbrook now they're building one of the South Shore, the other style. So they're doing good for themselves. They're doing good. I think the guy who owns Holbrook owns the bar that's right next door to it. Kettle Black? Yes. Yep, and he opened one right here too. That was that was that was my last place where I drank. Yeah. I had the last actual brick and mortar spot where I drank. And now yeah, now he's doing over here too. Same exact thing. He built right next to it. Yeah, Kettle Black. Kettle Black. Yeah, a little local watering hall. Yeah. We're a little local here, people, for the people <laughs> over across the pond. It's a little dive bar. <laughs> Good wings though. But uh so yeah, what's uh, all right, let's 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 talk about I don't know. Music. Sure. Enrage. Oh, uh, Christ. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? El Diablo, Best no. Auto? Oh, God. You know, auto? Ruining everyone's favorite songs? It's amazing. It's so good, though. <laughs> that was fun while well, last. Yeah. Well, I remember, because I was born and raised in Brooklyn, so I was, before I ventured down into the city and CBs and all that, yeah. I went to Lemoore's. My first yeah. show ever was at Lemoore's. Right. But I remember seeing, like, I would go to see, let's just say, Agnostic Front or right. something or somebody like that, and it seemed like a lot of times on that two dollars off with this little paper flyer, yeah, there would be enrage. I seen you guys, I don't know how many times. I, it's crazy. I seen you guys a lot of. We've, we've been we've been around for a long time. Yeah, and I'm talking. I mean. Maybe what ninety two? Yeah, is when I saw you guys. Uh-huh. I mean, I seen you guys with like Life of Agony, Marauder, Agnostic Front, like yeah, all these bands, all the bands, all the bands. Yeah, pretty much all of them. Yeah, I think the only thing with us that we did in the beginning that kind of set us apart. I want to say for better for work. Well, I mean, it helped us in the beginning. We we were really keen. We had no problem playing metal shows, and I I used to find that was that, helpful though. I mean, yeah. also around that time frame, you had a, the, the the crossover was happening already. Yeah, yeah. You know, Leeway came out. Right. Gnostic Front was mm-hmm. doing that. You know, so yeah, like all the band, all the like, to me the quintessential hardcore New York hardcore band. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And by their second record, they were metal. 
Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying the bad way. I'm saying the good not way. A, bro, well, yeah. I, I'm going to say on any given day, you can flip a coin. I have like three agnostic front records yeah. that will be my favorite agnostic front record. And for a long time, Liberty and Justice was my favorite AF record. Yeah. There is, that is a metal yeah. record, right. period. Right. I don't understand what the fuck Roger says. <laughs> it's so crazy, but it's metal, yeah. and I love that Right, I, I, yeah, we, I, I love it. I mean, I love the whole thing. So, we were all about that. Mm-hmm. And so, when we got, I noticed a lot of times when hardcore bands would open up for big metal bands, they would kind of like clown on the audience, the metalheads. Right. And they would make little gags and little things. And I'm like, look, if we're playing a metal show, we're going to respect the audience. You know what I mean? It's not a hardcore yeah. audience. We're going to respect the audience. And I think that's the only thing that we just did different. We just didn't come out there and, you know, crack jokes on the crowd. You right. know what I mean? Because it wasn't our, you know, what we normally used to. Right. So we were just cool with it. We just were cool playing the metal people. We had no problem with it. Yeah. So it's when then we started doing Morbid Angel and Creator and... A Testament awesome. and all those thrash bands we stopped playing. All so I love all Overkill. that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I grew up on that shit. Like, what yeah. you go? You you grew up a, a metalhead, no? Same thing. I think the only thing I, I always find with hardcore people is that um, now it's different. But you remember this, bro? Now it's different. But there was like a while where it was like you didn't want to admit. But you had like your metal records. I don't give a fuck, bro. And I rock. love Motley Crue, Shout at the Devil. Great record. <laughs> what are you going to do? Fight me? Stop it. Stop. Like, I love that stuff. I love it. Right. But for a while, I think it was like everybody's little secret. Like right. no one wanted to admit it. I, everyone wanted to pretend like, that they were hanging out on the Lower East Side and their first record was like, you know, Reagan Youth. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I know. Yeah. You were listening to Metallica like I was. Of course you were. And so I think with Enrage, we were just, we just said, like, no, we're not hiding anything. You know, yeah. I, I got my record right next to my Agnostic Front record. Absolutely. I got my Cormac record. I got my Death Angel record. Right. And I think a lot of Which Death Angel record? Act 3. I like Act 3. Act 3 is rules. I, I like all. Yeah. But um, a lot of the metalheads I knew, like once they got into hardcore, they were like, I'd have to shave my head and get my braces and, and, I, and, I, and I never listened to them. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Like, I, like, I know you. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And, and a lot of that shit like came to a head too. I mean, you remember like there was like the, the skins versus like the long hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was, there was like violent shit going yeah. on for a while, you yeah, know? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's not fucking cool. Yeah. You know, so you grew up, like, like, what were you listening to? Like, what did you grow up around, like, in your house, like, when you were a kid? A lot of soul music, like Barry White and okay. Marvin Gaye and all that kind of stuff. And then, and then my mom listened to, like, re- regular pop, like pop 70s. Okay. So she was like... I no classic rock in the house. It was really? Like, no, nah, it was like doo-wop. Well, I'm Italian, so it was doo-wop, Deanna Belmonts, the Chiffons, all that. All that. Oh, Mario Lanza. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the doo-wop, like the Vito and Yellow Gans. Oh, like, wow, yeah. So all that, like, Goodfellas music. And then, like, regular straight-up pop music from okay. the 70s. So I always had, like, a thing for, uh, like, a basic pop song. I think that's why I like the Ramones so much. Sure. You know what I mean? Because <clears throat> it was like verse, chorus, verse. It was catchy. Simple. Simple. Yeah. But so amazing. It's brilliant shit. Yeah, I love that stuff. So I grew up I grew up on that stuff. And then... Uh, what got you into the Ramones? Like, how did you... Where's your stepping stone at that you got you into, like, the metal or the punk or The whatever? Ramones, I think I got into from really listening to, like, that old doo-wop stuff. Okay. Like, you know, because uh, they would cover all those oldies and stuff. Right. So, like, kind of got into them really as an extension of pop music funny enough and then the metal stuff I got into 
don't know. I think like any kid, you just get rebellious. Yeah. And then you want to start listening to stuff that they say you shouldn't listen to. And sure. Ozzy Osbourne. And that was like oh, the big yeah. thing with yeah. don't listen to Ozzy Osbourne. I think today, I think today, I mean, this is more podcast time, so the day that you're hearing this is not the, the date that we're actually recording it. But right now, as we're recording this, I think today marks whatever year that to the day that Ozzy Osbourne's Speak of the Devil came out. Just what I'm saying. That was one of my deal. favorites. Oh, he had the fake, yeah. he, he had the guts in his mouth yeah, and, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it was so great. That was, you know, it's when you're a kid, that's like cool. Especially oh, when your yeah. Italian mom says, don't listen to that stuff. Absolutely. So that was my thing. Yeah. Because she said, don't listen to it. I rebelled and I was, we were literally, me and my buddy, I, this, I swear to God, if I'm lying, we would like, instead of like dealing drugs, we would literally deal cassette tapes. Okay. And no one, like, so I didn't want my mom to know okay. what I was listening to. So I would label them like one, two, three, four, and I had a piece of paper so I knew what was on the cassette. Right. So if she went through my stuff, like, you know, parents were looking through, you know, drugs, oh, yeah. drugs, she would look through my stuff to see if I had metal, like, metal records. Really? And she was like really against it. So, wow. see, that's crazy. My parents weren't like that, but my that's mom, what's here's cool. what's weird about my mom. My mom I was cool with, like, I could have, like, half-naked girls on my wall. Right. Like, I, I could have a girl, like, a bikini. I could have, like, dirty Yeah, same here. She was completely cool. There's like, well, you're a boy. Right. But as far as, like, anything, like, heavy metal music, she was completely terrified. Really? Swell. So we would literally label our tapes. That was also the heyday of the satanic panic shit yes. going on. Yes, right. So even Dungeons and Dragons, like, a yeah. lot of stuff. So that's exactly right. Yeah. So the satanic panic. So she was <laughs> sick. It's so <laughs> awesome. I love that shit. She was completely terrified. <laughs> So that made me want to listen to him more. Absolutely. And then, like, like most people, then like it's almost like anything else. Like, well, now Iron Maiden's not good enough. Now I got to listen to Motorhead and Metallica, and then that got me into hardcore and punk. And, right. And just you get you know, yeah, so, yeah. Well, you just once you get on that path, and it's just you just kind of just you want more extreme and more extreme. Yeah. yeah. Like the horror movies, it's the same thing. You same want, shit. It's all yeah. the same stuff. So that's that's that was really how I got into all that stuff. Right. The only difference with me, I think, and some of my friends, or at least within Rage, it was like. We decided to stick around and right. still own up to metal. Right. Where I think a lot of hardcore guys didn't. Okay. Yeah, because I basically I got into this whole deal. Like my my parents were cool. Like yeah. I'm Paul Guinea, but my my mother was cool, and I I got into all this stuff like listening to that old school like. Motley Crue, mm -hmm. Twisted Sister. I then, still love it. Yeah, I still love that stuff too. Like, Stay Hungry is a fucking perfect record. I fight with people. Love that record. That I joke and I say this all the time how Stay Hungry and the. That, that record? Stay Hungry and Shout at the Devil launched me. Those those early records of Motley Crue and Twisted Sister sound very punkish to me. I've always they said, are. They always said. Twisted Sister is more... I think yeah. I just... Re I recently, when I was going through the Enrage page on Facebook in order to get pictures yeah. and whatnot, yeah. there was a picture that you posted of Dee Snyder, and I think you wrote He's uh, more, punk, right? more punk than your favorite hardcore yeah, band yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. And you know what? I liked it because I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Because people don't realize... Did you ever see... Did you you see the documentary? We are twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and what's brilliant about it is that it cut off right before when Stay Hungry blew yeah, up. Yeah. It was all before that. Yeah. Punk rock all day long. Yeah, yeah, totally. All day. The song structure. Yeah. His attitude. Everything. Yeah. Everything about it. But a lot of that glam stuff 
is kind of you know punkish. Yeah, you know, New York Dolls and all that stuff. So right. I, I, it makes sense to me. Yeah. So I was like the same trajectory. It's yeah. like I saw that with that stuff, and then obviously I went to the Testament, and then the Slayer, and the Sepultura. Me too. Yeah. And then and then I found you know and then while in, while in there like suicidal tendencies, and then leeway. And yeah. Then, suicidal might have been along with so I know for Agnostic Front is definitely my first like New York. Yeah. And suicidal might have been like my first real introduction to hardcore punk right. from the video. Right, the video. When I was sure. a kid. Yeah, and I never. To me, I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, I remember saying, "I have no idea." Yeah. I heard Lee. I saw Lee Way live for the first time. I was like, "What is this? What's going on here?" And I, w- <laughs> I want to know about this. Yeah. And then, like the next day, I've said this a billion times. I went and I went to a place called Zero CD Cellar in Canarsie, in Brooklyn, and I bought two cassette tapes. I bought Born to Expire, and then Zero was like, "Well, if you like this, you'll probably like this." And it was Agnostic Front, Liberty, and Justice for Those are the first first two things that I got and then it's from a there, nice it's a nice double it's a, yeah, it's a, for, for, and then from there it's like from there I went back I was like okay and then I went and then I went victim in pain right. and then and then and then of course you, you're reading the liner notes and you're seeing this I'm like okay oh the, the exploited alright so now I buy punk's not dead yeah. and then you know what I mean so I came in not the punk way I came in the metal way into hardcore because there's you know, pretty you, much the way the same way I did yeah yeah, yeah. It's, you know, like a lot of us did. You know, we, a lot of us went through either the metal way or the punk way. Sure. And then there's some guys who went in the new wave way. I have a few yeah, friends. Yeah, I don't know anybody like that. I have, <laughs> no, I have a couple of friends. They, were, they, got, they went to, like, New Order and PIL and all that Bauhaus and all that kind of stuff. And then they got into hardcore. I know a few guys like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And to me, I was like, how? Yeah, that's weird. I get my way. Yeah. But I don't know how they got their yeah, way. me neither. But whatever. Yeah. You know, and that's why I started gravitating. Like, that was around the time where, like... Like, I wasn't even hip to, like, Carnivore yet. Right. I, it was, like, Slow, Deep, and Hard was just coming out. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is... Car-. And then I listened to Carnivore. I'm like, all right. Like, this is the shit. No, see, Carnivore to me was... Oh, it's the greatest. Yeah. Retaliation is, like, untouchable. It's, it's yeah, untouchable to this day. That was... Like, that record... And the breakdown demo. Those two Argu- arg- arguably the greatest seven inch ever. <laughs> I was like, this is what I want to do. I was like, I want to make something that sounds like this. I was like, I want to make a band, and I want to sound like this. If we sound, and one of the guys in the band was like, we were a total metalhead, and he, I was like, make this with a little more metal, and I'm, I want to make that my band. So, all right, so then, what year was this about? 90? 87. No, oh, even earlier. Oh, well, yeah, you're talking breakdown yeah. demo. So that's yeah. 87. Yeah. When did you, fo- was Enraged the first band that you put together? No. Well, I had a joke band. We had a band called FSM. What does that stand for? Fat Slavic Moshers. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, we had SOD and DRI. So we had FSM. Yeah. We were all fat kids, and, you know, we couldn't meet girls, so we ate food. And <laughs> so, so you do and dumb wrote shit. songs about Absolutely. Them. That's what you do. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, you know, uh, Mike DiLorenzo. Yeah. So he turned me on to, because uh, I was really the carnival, he turned me on to the breakdown demo. He said, check this out. And I heard the breakdown demo. It's like, ridiculous to this day. Because we were already, I was already listening to you know, hardcore by then. But then uh, the breakdown demo was interesting to me because it was like, 
heavy, but it wasn't metal. Like it wasn't crossover, but it was no. had that crunch. It's crunchy. So I was like, it's weird to have you explain I, it, I, I but it's crunchy. At the time, I was like, it's metal. It's not metal. It's not crossover. It's not like leeway and those guys. I'm like, right. but it's got that. I was like, what is this? And Jeff just sounds bad. Yeah, like, <laughs> I thought he was like 40. Was he, was no, he, he sounds like he's 40 no, on it. But how old is he on it? Like 17? Yeah, but to me, I was like, who is this angry man? Yeah. You're mad. And I was like, it was a little scary. Like, I thought like somebody might get beat up. And, and I, you might back then. Might. So I was like, I, I and everything I wanted. Like, I had a crunch. It was a little scary. He sounded like, like a man who come beat me up. So I was intrigued by that. I might get beat up if I go see him. Right. So there are all the elements that I wanted to go. Like, Absolutely. I, I loved it. There was always that fear back in the day. Like, like early days of me going to the shows. It was, there was, there was, yeah. I literally, I had long hair. So I was literally oh, you told. Were the target. They were like, you have to stay here. Yeah. When I went to CB's. Yeah. They were like, you have to stay in the back. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going. It was that. I'm not going anywhere near that front. And they would tell you like flat out, like you can't go. Yeah. Don't you're go up there because it, yeah, you're a metalhead. You have long hair. You go up there, there might be a problem. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And it, I'm so glad it's not like that no more. But it was like that it for was. a while. And I had to have like guys like almost like uh, like vouch from like, oh, Jeff's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you always needed that one guy. I one guy, oh, he's alright. Yeah. Jeff's good. He's okay. Yeah. He, uh, can I come in? Yeah. Can I? Can I, can I yeah. No, because I heard there was, there's, I thought it was an urban legend, but it turned out to be true. I found out that uh, there's that famous story where Kirk Hammer went to CB's. Sure. And he got clocked and if like, just, they just cracked him in the head. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It's like Kurt Hammer from Metallica. And he's, long, like, yeah. and he's a nice one. He's a super nice guy. He's he goes nice to CBGB's with long hair and, and he got Kirk, cracked. Not like long. And you're in Metallica. But you're Kirk Hammer, the, the nice <laughs> yeah. one. Safe? No so one's safe. No one was safe. Oh. So I heard he got punched. Oh my God, Kirk Hammer got punched in the face. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere near that. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, there's Dan, well, Dan Lilka gets a right. pass everywhere. Right. But didn't Scotty in from Anthrax? Over he, he, I heard he, stories about him not yeah. being allowed in there. Yeah. So I was, I'm like, I'm not going anywhere to the front. I'm going to stay in the back. I used to get married when it started happening at Lamar's. I'm like, wait, Lamar's is my place. That's like the metal place. Yeah. I want to go wherever I want Lamar's. I'm not going to be worried about some skinhead dude at Lamar's. And then sure enough, you know, all the metal heads are going to the beach. Yeah. Because then that's when really the fight's happening at Lamar's. Yeah. There's because like people are getting stabbed and shit. Right, because like CBs, that was if you were at the hardcore and the skinheads were there. That's lower. So you, right? So then you braces. Yeah. So then if you went there as a metalhead dude, you had to stay in the back. Yeah. But Lamar's was a metal club. Right. So that's why there was so many more fights because the metalheads were like, no, we're not. This is our place. And then it turned into a thing. I wasn't fighting anybody. I was. (laughs) You too scared to get beat up? I don't want to get beat up. (laughs) No one wants to get beat up. No one wants to. Happens though. I got got beat up bad. Years ago, like I think the Jersey Shore beat me up. It was like <laughs> I, 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 Jersey Shore. No, because I went to a di- it was like a diner. Right. Oh, wait for this. Both, you got beat up by the situation. I literally got beat up by, by the situation. No, 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 by one of the women on my wife's her husband. I got beat up. Yeah, he was like a bank robber or something like that. And he beat me up. Him Did and his he? friends, and it was like ten of them. See, I wouldn't mind if I got beat up. I would, I, I wouldn't mind. I got point, because I, of the if, story. If I'm gonna get beat up, anyway, that's a good guy to yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So literally, we did it. There was a show on Staten Island. There's a place called the Park Villa. Okay. Can I get a cheeseburger? Cheeseburger? With nothing. Just a just a cheeseburger on a dish. Okay. <laughs> no it. fries, no nothing. No, no fries, no nothing. 
You want a cheeseburger, Jeff? No cheeseburger. I'm watching my grill. You want a turkey burger? No turkey burger. Oh, you're a guy? Oh, thank you. All right. So a cheeseburger? Yeah, nothing on it. Just a burger, a cheeseburger. Well, bloody. Okay. Yeah. Do you have soup? Yeah, chicken noodles and uh, split peas. You know what? I'm going to yep. be adventurous. I'm going to do a split pea, a cup. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm not mad at split pea soup. I'm not mad either. You have lentil soup? No lentil? No. All right. That's all I'll right. do a split pea. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. After the show, for me and some of the other guys who go to diner, just like, just like this one. Golden Dove, it's called. It's still around. Okay. And I'm walking into the diner, and I'm with these guys, and I go, listen, I, I could just, you know, you know when someone's going to go down? Of course. And I go, something's going to happen. Like, these guys flicked the cigarette at the car. And so the other guys, I was with, like, I'm from Brooklyn, don't worry, we take this shit. Oh, okay. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm like the Staten Island guy. This, this right. be a so problem. the Brooklyn guy's like, well, don't worry, we got your back, Jeff. Right. And he was to say, the Brooklyn guy's going to have my back at all. I got my ass totally. Totally got my ass. So these guys say something, I turn around, they say that movie. And it looked like it looked like the cast of you know uh, Jersey Shore. Like they were very they were dressed very well. Right. The hair was all done, they had nice shoes on. Nice and shoes. It, yeah, it said something to me. It was exactly what you think about Stan Island, that stereotype, the Guido guys, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I turn around and I'm saying, you know, excuse me? He was like, no, you know, fuck you, that kind of thing. Yeah. So now I turn, I go, fuck me, fuck you. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me, uh-huh. so now these guys, these cars start pulling up, and I'm on the stairs, like, going, like this, like this, like going up the diner. Uh-huh. So now my, my, my temper is going, I go, fuck you. So these cars start pulling up, I go, oh, fuck, I can call your asses. I'm, in my, I'm young, I'm like 23. Yeah, so we've all done that. All you know to me, there's a guy behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I know he just behind me. I turn around, he just gets me right back. And, and that was Drita's husband from Mob Wives. I think so. That this is rules. what I've been told. And then next thing you know, I just, there's like 15 guys on top of me just giving me a whooping. And I just kept saying to myself, don't go down, don't go down. Right. This is why I still have long hair. And I used to wear it in like a ponytail. A, yeah, and like a Rasta hat. I, rem- I remember back when I saw you guys at Lemoore's way back in the day, I remember you having yeah, long real hair. hair. So then one of them, my hair comes out and he pulls my hair like a, and he starts kneeing me in the face. Oh, that's not Next nice. Thing, no, yeah, I'm on the floor. But Jeff and Ray just such a nice guy. He doesn't. I, I don't fight anybody. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like so. I just kept saying, "Don't go down." Now I'm down. I'm like, right, now I'm in trouble. <laughs> and my other my, my buddy Andrew, who's in a band called Malcolm's Lost, he was like a pit bull. All right, he jumps in. All the tough Brooklyn guys, they wouldn't know where to be found. <laughs> one guy's like, I'm on parole. I'm like, all right, thanks, pal. Yeah. So <laughs> my buddy Andrew goes, I remember at one point, like, <laughs> rolls on the floor. Like, you know, he's blind. And so the Guido guy on top of Andrew is like, yeah, enough, you fat fuck. Yeah, enough. And Andrew goes, he's on his back. He's got blood. So he's like, fuck you, you fucking Guido. And he hocks a blood loogie in his face. And nice. Like, and it was like slow motion. I'm like, of course it is. <laughs> I just immediately said, feel and you just got hit more. Yeah. That's awesome. And so I didn't find out until about 20 years later. My brother's like, you know who beat you up, right? <laughs> and I was like, 10 of them. I, I don't know. There were so many guys. But one of them was the guy in mob. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, I guess that's respectable. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. But he's in like an 8x10 cell. Probably. Oh, is he? Well, I, he might beat me up again. No, but All like I cared a, about no, was my nose. Because I love my nose. You I, love your nose. I have a beautiful nose. I know people can't see it, but my nose is beautiful. All right. And if, if, I, if, my lip, I'm not mad. My at that. bottom if you, lip. If you're a fan of your own nose, <laughs> right. 
I'm good with that, man. My bottom lip looked like a cross between Mick Jagger and Jay-Z. It was huge. It was just busted. My eye was like rocky. Like, it was just, I looked like, like you know, I got my ass kicked. Yeah. And all I remember getting up, my hands were kicked up. And I was like, the pictures all these in the five in the morning. So like, these are like the, the breakfast people, of the uh, old people coming in. Yeah. And now I'm like, is my that's, nose broken? Yeah, that's what they wake up to. And, they <laughs> and so they see me, and I'm just like checking my nose. I'm like, I'm all right. My nose isn't broken. I'm okay. I can't talk. I'm yeah. like, my nose is okay. Like, your nose is fine. I'm like, all right, I'm okay. Nice. And it's, it's, my nose isn't broken. That's, right. that's my story. That's your story. <laughs> and now we all, everybody who's listening learned that Jeff is a fan of his own nose. I am. Uh, that's yeah. good. And I, and I got beat up by a bunch of Guido on Island. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. I, there was always that Holocaust skinhead punk rock metalhead versus the Guido thing. Yes. Always. That was a big thing. Always. That was a big thing. Yeah. 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 Especially here. Sick of it all. Pushed too far. What is it, babe? What, what, is, it, what is it about? It's about that. It's about the Guidos? It's about Guidos. I never knew that. Push us too far. Got a five pack. Push us too far. I knew, My turn to attack. But I didn't know it was about, about Guidos. Yeah. Yeah, it's about Guidos. Yeah, it's total. And that's why everybody in the crowd rushes the stage to sing that song because I think everyone has the versus the Guido. Everyone, it relates to everyone, you know, it talks to people. You know? Like now I, See? Now you've been pre- for 30 years and oh. now I'm learning something new. Yeah. I didn't know it was about Guidos. Yeah. So crazy how we were both in, at Nova Studios doing gang vocals for Sick of That's Rose, crazy. Rocket. That's surreal. Fuck, bro. That's like. Never in a million years. See, and this is what I was talking about before with you. Like, I have no problem saying, like, wow. I, did, I, I was sitting there going, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I told Armand, I'm like, dude, I'm like, for real? Like, thank you so much for this. Like, yeah. Let's people don't get that. No, no. I, I think with hardcore, I, I mentioned this before, like, like metal, like I mean, in the metal world, like it's a lot of like Europe there, and so yeah, that's the fans down here. That's the stage. That, right. That's also that, that that comes along with like the barricade. There's right. there's the barricade, then there's the whole string of bouncers, and there's the stage. Right. It's up here, and you can't get near them, and they're like some kind of idols and exactly. icons, and oh, right. like that. Like I'm looking up to you. Hardcore shows, right. sometimes there's not even a stage in the place. Right. You exactly. know what I mean? It's like you know these lyrics. You come up and you help. Us, crowd participation. Right. Our mic is your microphone. It's a beautiful thing. I love that. I love my, that. My only issue. I don't like clubs with barricades. Me neither. The worst. My only issue is that what happens is, so when you have that hardcore thing where it's like we, me, and you are one, right? Correct. Which is great. Yeah. Then I've noticed, and you have this weird thing where people go, they're fans of a band, and what happens? What I, in my opinion, where they don't show respect to the band. I'm not saying. Right. Would they act like oh, whatever? He's just like me. And yes, we all put our we all put our pants on the same way. We all go to the bathroom the same way. But like, I respect Sycamore. I respect the yeah. Gothic Front. So there's certain bands that I show reverence to. Where I think what happens is when you go, well, they're not. You know, it's not. It's punk. So I'm not supposed to look up to them. I get that. Right. But then what happens is you go, well, who are they? 
and I've noticed that with a lot of people in hardcore, like, you know, like metalheads, let's say, if we do a metal show, like, metal people are like, you guys are so, and they get over, like, because yeah. like, they've seen us on a huge stage, the barricades, so they think we're bigger than we are. Right. Where if we do a hardcore show sometimes, I see a dude who is just singing along every word, loving the set, and they'll look at me and give me a stink eye to show me you're not better than me. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. like, there could be a nice, happy medium. Absolutely. You could be like, hey, that was a great set. Yeah. Or like, hey, I love your record. Or, yeah. You know, like I said, yeah, I show reverence and respect to certain bands. Yeah. But I think I think in hardcore, people get so worried about looking like a ball hugger right. that they almost look like, well, I don't give a fuck. Well, you should give a fuck. Because if this guy didn't make this record, you wouldn't be here. Right. You know, I'm a big Absolutely. person showing. And you know what helps out? You know what helps that along? The guys in Sick of It All mm-hmm. are just nice fucking guys. They are nice. They're just nice guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no egos there either. Mm-hmm. You know, and if any any hardcore band can have an ego, they can have an ego. If they How want many to. think of it? How many hardcore bands can you name? That that's what they do. They live. That's that's their income. That's what they do. Them none. Yeah, maybe a yeah. maybe maybe agnostic front. It's suicidal, but suicidal is suicidal. Yeah, but, yeah. but I I can't think of anyone who goes. What do you do? I'm I'm a sick of it all. Right. I'm in sick of it all. <laughs> I'm a touring musician. I'm a touring musician that. in hardcore world. I can't think of any. No. You know, that's what they do. No. So yeah. I, why not respond? That? Right. I mean, they did exactly what you know. Supposed. To. I, I mean, for me, I would love. They're a rare breed, man. Very rare breed. That they're very rare breed. Like always, like it, it, it just, it's so many rare things about them. Like they're a well-oiled machine. Lives. I was just gonna say that. You know, but then you get these like kids in hardcore. Like, well, you're not supposed to be tight. Yes, yes, you can be tight. Why can't you be tight? Why do you have to be a sloppy Because mess? like we were saying, you can't be a the whole decent point, musician. Exactly. Right. Stop. Because like we were saying, you, they take this. A lot of fans take this attitude. Well, you're just like me. Right. You should be playing on the floor. Okay, but great. But. You're sick of all the tight. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing that they no, know how to tune their awesome. instruments and they're totally you know, they, 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 they're Yeah. And if there's five people in the crowd or if there's thirty thousand people in the crowd, you're getting the same exact performance right. from them. That's a good thing. Which is an amazing It's thing. not a bad word to say professional. No. You know, it's really not. That's that's just morons. Oh, right. Whatever. That's the kind of stuff Stop. I don't think. That's yeah. the kind of stuff it's like that's the kind of stuff that kinda of got enraged going back to playing some metal shows. Right. Because there was just so you know what? Hold on. Yeah. Let's go back. Yeah. Who, where, when, the whole situation, how did you form in Rage? I was in high school. Like I, I heard the breakdown demo. Right. The Carnival record. Right. I was buddies with my buddy Mike Lorenzo. He, and then we said, I want to just make a, you know, make a band. And that's pretty much it. Like anybody else, we could barely play. Right. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean not play? And then, a couple uh, chords here and there. Couple so chords, then you find your one metal friend who can't play. There's always that one kid that's like, yo, what's wrong with you? Like, you had to do a solo? Right, right. Yeah, so we just like, what's wrong with you? It's like Metallica. But just without a little, you know, without the lead guitar. Without this, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not as tight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you get the one freak who actually knows how to play the drums. Right. Yeah. Which, you ever sit behind, of course you have. You sit behind a drum kit? Yeah. I'm a fucking spaz. I can never do it. I'm just like, all over the place. I can never do it. No. There's always a one or two, a couple, couple guys 
guys in the band who aren't into the type of music. But sometimes it works out well. With yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and what did you do? You, you recorded a couple of songs. You put out a first demo? We put out a demo. Do you have a copy of it? I think I do. Wow, look at that. You should digitally. The hard, brutal reality. Oh, so oh that's so, it's so typical. It's the hard, brutal reality. I think I even sang on it when I bust shit up. I'm like, I'm a kid. Of course. That's why I said it's typical. It's the most cliche thing in the world. It's awesome. Then the in 2018, that shit is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And then, I appreciate that. I said we're going to bust shit. some knowledge, I think I said. Yo, you're going to bust some knowledge? You're going to let them know? Right before, like, the breakdown. Of course. Yeah. And then, then we did the Burning Within demo. That was, like, the, the real demo. Right. We went to Josh Silver of Typo Negative. Nice. And now the same thing. We were fanboying because we knew that Peter Steele to cross the street. We saw Peter Steele's truck. We were like, holy shit, we were saying, Josh. Did you see Nova? Nova? He had the thing with the, the symbol, the, the, you know, it was great. Yeah. Um, and that's when, we did the, that's when we did the first, that was like the real demo, like that we distributed and got it out. It was Burning Within demo. And they were like 20, maybe 20 years old. Burning right. Within. Burning Within. That anger. That was the anger. Your anger. I was an angry, angry man. I was an angry young man. You know. You're falling off? No. Yeah, I was an angry young man. And uh, I think we all were. I think, yeah. we get, I think we get into this shit because we're a little bit twisted, we're a little left to center, and we're a little bit pissed off about something. Yeah. Yeah. And the weird thing is, and you're getting a little angry. <laughs> It's actually harder for me now because now I'm, I'm happy. I'm in a good place. Same here. So I really have a hard time writing lyrics lately because I'm like, I'm... I, yeah. you know, I mean, I, you're just chilling. Yeah, I me mean, too. I, 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 I but I'll put on a record and I'll get angry right. all over again. So I try to think of stuff like midlife crisis stuff, but then it sounds like ah, it sounds like an old fart. I don't want to do that. Right. And they get off my lawn, you know. And they get up. off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm like, it's it's difficult to write lyrics as I get older because I'm I'm not that. I remember years ago too. I'm paraphrasing. They let uh, some metal magazine, Peter Steele, like would let him hear the new bands at the time. And he said something about VOD, and he said, if I was 20, I would have loved this. He said, but I'm not that angry guy. Right. This isn't me anymore. He was already I love that. that first VOD record. Yeah. The Green Drip record. Right, right. But he was, Peter said by then was already doing the whole goth, and yeah. it was, you know, this beautiful melodies and stuff. And I, in a weird way, I kind of get it, because you're not the same person at 38 that you are at 18. So right. he's like, I'm not that person. I'm not angry, screaming. I'm not that angry anymore. Right. And, you know, by that time he was living, you know, he, was, he was one of the rare bands we played with, like, like I never saw before, like the whole rock stuff. There were girls waiting on wine for typo, and you know the groupies and all stuff. It's like, well, it's because Pete Steele. Yeah, and I was like, what's this? I'm used to a bunch of you know, guys look like Cypress Hill around. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> yeah. got a bunch of people look like House of Pain. <laughs> yeah, was, absolutely. And one of these like chicks. Yeah, and they all had their Playgirl. They did at their their, yeah. their, their uh, issue of Playgirl that Pete Steele was. Yeah, in. it was a big. That was a big. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were like, wow, these guys are getting really big. My asshole sister had had that issue with Playgirl. I never, well, I've never seen it actually in, like in person. I've seen oh, it I online. did. I, I did. My far. sister had it. Yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> Foaming at the mouth over this nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, he made enough money from that that he bought like that huge uh, typo, like when he would tour Europe, like the big banner behind them. So he 
that's where he got his money for that. That's what I heard. I oh, really? I don't know if it's true. I heard. All right. Well, listen, at least he has something to show for it. And a line of girls with the magazine in hand for him to sign it. Probably. I've never seen anything like it before. There's a lot of girls in like a heavy show. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is Pete Steele. Uh, it's cool. Well, normally a hardcore show looks like a Viking ship. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So it does. There's nothing but dudes. It's like the dudes and the it guys' is. girlfriends and wives who sit on the side. It's, you know, it's absolutely you know, like, it's it's never that like, way. Lately, there's been more, but I remember at that, at that time, I was like, wow, jokes. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Not, they weren't looking at me at all. <laughs> He's such an ass. I was like, wow, you get some leftovers now. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, all right, after, after, I'm trying to keep it somewhat on a track. After Burning Within, you did what? Uh, this you ever signed to any label? You ever signed to label? label? That Island label. That's a whole other issue. Where was the red spot? Bay Street. Down, down that way. I was only the there once. I saw it was Typo Negative Prom. Yeah, we played that show too. You were on that show. You were on that show. And Typo opened for Prom. Yes. Yeah, well, that was... That and was that's where Creator played Mind Funk. Remember the movie? I remember Mind Funk. They played there. Um, wow, a bunch of that was another big spot. I was only there once and it was for Warrior Soul. Remember Warrior Soul? Of course. He has to the losers, the substance yeah. abuses. Yeah, I think Sammy was in that band. Sammy's in the video. Siegler? I could be. Um, I would bet money on it. He's in the video. If not on the record, he's in the video because I remember him. Really? Yeah. Guys everywhere. Yeah. I was just talking to him. Because I, I think some of those guys have a, a little punk background or something. So yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where the rest of it is. That's okay. where the, right I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize you guys played that. Yeah, that was early too. Yeah. Was it ninety-two? We played every show. Yeah. We played. We played. With, there was a, like a hard rock band from Staten Island that was really blowing up for a while called Law and Order. I remember them. We played with them. They used to, they used to play at Lamores all yeah. the time. We played with them. We actually did a show with them. So we played with everybody. Yeah. yeah. We would take any gig. If it was like we're opening for a big band, we would do it. We wouldn't do like every gig like a local gig. We, if it was a big band, we would do it. Yeah. And that was, that, that was that's what's, what was awesome way back in the day. Like, like you would go to Lamore's and you would call up the phone number. You call yeah. up the phone number, you get the recording of what's coming up and all yes. that stuff. And then like, you know, obviously, depending on what band it was, if it was a huge band, like let's say it was Slayer. Like, oh, we have a band called Angel of Death yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. And then, but... The opening bands would be like these local kids that are like lived in the neighborhood with like a demo out. That's a huge difference now. Which would which was a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's like it's like all right, Slayer is touring on the South of Heaven tour, right? And they're playing Lamores, yeah. And your little band can actually get on that right. show if you know the right person and get in there on time, yeah. Which is beautiful, yeah. Because now everything's a package, of course. So like even like Starland, like we'll do shows at the Starland. You played a few big shows at Starland, yeah. Starland. But this, but those. So you're going on at like seven at night because it's a package, right? You know what I mean? Like we did a what was it Overkill, but it was like Overkill, a more like a big metal package. So like they're touring with four or five bands, yeah. So you go, well, you get to open, which is great, yeah. Why not? But you're going on like mad early because you're not going to want to after the signed bands, right? Uh, so they don't like you said like that. The the old days of like one.
one band or two bands, that's gone. Yeah. Where you can get on a good bill because it's like five bands. Yeah. You think of that tour coming around now? Is it uh, Hatebreed, Cro-Mag, yeah. Obituary? That's five, how many bands? Four or five bands are on that tour. Hatebreed, Obituary, Cro-Mag, Terra, right. and uh, uh, Fit for an Autopsy. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So let's pretend. I'll go to it, but then leave right before Hatebreed. <laughs> I love obituary. <laughs> Me too. Thank you, sir. I'm a huge fan of the obituary. Um, so let's pretend, hypothetically, they go, hey, I'm Rage, you want to play that show? We're going on like six at night if, yeah. we, if we got on that bill. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would yeah. jump on it, but the days are over where it's like hate breeds playing, period. No, yeah, no, you know that's, a, that's a, it's a wrap. Yeah, that's, you know, it's everything's a package now. You, you know, people got to get their money's worth. Right. So now, once, once. All right, so what was your first, what was the, the debut in Rage release? I'm trying to think. Come on. What are you, oh, right okay, no. okay. What came so out after Burning right with Burning Within? Then we did a 7-inch with uh, Mike Gibbons, a leeway, helped us make it, so it was a big deal for us at the time. Great guy, Mike him. Gibbons. Great, love him. Yeah, he was on the podcast. He has an incredible story. Sweet guy. Yes. Um, he actually filled in for us on a show. He played guitar at Lamar's for us. We got it on video. Okay. Um... Then we did the ugly demo. Okay. And then we did. Uh, did Life of Agony steal that from you? No. I think we just remember. I'm only the same no, I'm only But a lot of people are saying that. They're, people are just saying, give them shit about it. I'm like, my family's gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> It was like enraged life agony, life agony was like going all the way up here. I'm like, yeah, I mean, life agony is really what people want. Um, and then we did the empty record. And that, that was just supposed to be demos that we were sending to Roadrunner because we, we almost got signed to Roadrunner. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. I mean, it was the funny thing, but that was. Label mates were typo, label mates. And one of the reasons we didn't get on was because how typo suddenly got melodic. Yeah. Life Agony got melodic. Yeah. And then so Roadrunner was like, hey, <laughs> can you do this? I'm like, I'm not as good as Keith. <laughs> I can't right. sing like that. And we weren't as good as Keith. Well, you got pipes, bro. Thanks. But I'm, not, like, 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 I'm not on their level. You're not the Cookie Monster you know, No, 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 no. At all. We, we would, that was a point. So that's why they asked us. Right. They're like, well, Typo's going this way. Life Agony's going this way. Can you do it? And I was like, we're just not as good at that. We're not as melodic as Typo. And I right. can't right. sing as well as Keith. And then after that, they were like, well, that's what we want you to do. So they're like, you know the joke about selling out. I'm like, well, they want us to sell out, but they don't even offer money. Like, I thought we would sell out. Oh, really? Here's the money. Yeah. You know, like, and then you sell, like, they just said, we want you to become Here's the money, Jeff, now start harmonizing. They were like, start harmonizing. All right, for what? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) They beat it. Yeah, so, I'm like, you know, so that fell through. So we put it out ourselves. And then the definitive came out in Europe. And that's putting it down. Well, now we do everything ourselves. But now, in this day and age, we do everything ourselves. There you go. So now, what, um, all right, well, I have to admit, and I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass, because I think you actually heard me say this before. The song Rebirth, top, yeah. ten, top ten songs ever. Uh, thank you. Dude, I listened to that song, and I got like chills in my down my fucking spine. For real. No, thank you, man. Seriously, that song's retarded. In a good way. I know we're I know we're not allowed to say the R word anymore, right, kids? But you know, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous, right? I got I got so pleased when you said that I almost spilled my piece of. See that? Thank you. Little, little, uh, 
<laughs> little exorcist action happening. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Nah, thank you. That, that means a lot. That was a, that was what we wrote after we said, fuck this, we're just going to write what we want to do. So they were, we were making all these melodic songs. Is that where the whole Down With Nobody came from? That's a whole other issue. What is that? Do you want, can you, because I want to know that, but I don't know if you want to talk about that. No, I get that. Because we always felt like being from Staten Island, we got shit on. Right. That's basically what it is. A lot of people think that. Right. You know, it's cool to say you're from Brooklyn. We had hardcore. Well, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, it well, it's cooler, it. right? It is cooler. <laughs> and there were bands. I never said we were the first hardcore band from Staten Island. I never you know, pretended that. Right. The only thing I think Rage that was different was that we we waved the flag out from Staten Island. And that absolutely hurt us. Because we had labels tell us straight to our face, hardcore labels, hardcore A&R guys. Why did you say you're from Brooklyn? Why? But we're not. Take a picture in front of the tape. We would say, where do you hang out? I, well, I go to Lamar's. No, no, no. You hang out at CBG. Like, yeah. Stop it. I'm, I'm not. If I'm lying, I'm buying. No, I, b- I believe you. And that's me saying we stop always it we always said like if we would have just and to me it was like this isn't what hardcore is all about. Like they're telling us a fucking lie. Yeah. And we would have just if we would have just cut our hair. Thugged ourselves out. Said we're from Brooklyn. We could have been doing no. We're a pair of Nike Air Max. And some, we could have been doing really no. Some camo fucking shorts. Yeah, we would have been ten times better. And a New York Giants jersey. Right. No, they, we guys it. tell my brother right to his face. Tell you singer to cut his hair. He looks too metal. Yeah, and these are little. In, these are hardcore labels, or the bigger hardcore labels. And we're like, what are you talking? So he stopped saying you're from Staten Island. So that's really where the down with nobody thing came up. Because you just weren't cool. So being on Staten Island, so you're not cool from Staten Island. Right. You know. So we're just like, oh, fuck it. We're just gonna make our own thing here. Yeah. I mean, that's you know. I get it. That's what happened. You know. And we were doing our own shows here. It was like a thousand kids a show. I mean, a fucking thousand kids a show on Staten Island. On Staten Island, not just in rage. I mean. Like all of us, yeah. So we all started. Like, there was a few of us, so we just started waving this flag for Staten Island, like us and Malcolm Lawson, and Fallacy, and Mudfoot, and a bunch of us. And a picture a local show, a thousand kids. Yeah. And suddenly, people start sniffing around, going, "Hey, can we play Staten Island?" Right. And then bands, the bigger bands, started coming here. Yeah. But you know, that was really where the whole down with nobody came. Out. Like, well, all right, well, we're not cool for you. And then fuck you. All right, fuck yeah. you. We're not down with nobody. Yeah. We're doing our own thing. Right. It's awesome. That's really where it came from. I mean, and if we would have played the game, we would have been ten times bigger. Right. You know what I mean, like when I tell people who we played with. Well, you play with everybody. Right. Like, how come you guys never got as big as them? Like, well, well we're not doing the, we're not doing your dance. I'm like, either we suck, and I, that's fine. If someone tells me we suck, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. But it's we're not like, doing. Not, not everybody has to like everything. You don't like it, whatever. You don't like this podcast? Shut it off. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, and whatever. But I'm like. I'm not going to do, you know, all this song and dance that you tell me. To yeah, do. really. So that was basically it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, think of it. Even right now, we could barely, we we get more offers to play in Belgium than Brooklyn right now. Yeah. But you guys play Eperfest. Yeah. Which is awesome. Right. But meanwhile, we can't get a gig. We can't do the Super Bowl of Hawk. We can't get Black and Blue. We've never done Black and Blue. Yeah, which is weird. We've never done Black and Blue. We do Eperfest, which is bigger, but we can't do Black and Blue. Yeah. We're just not cool. That's I was we're just not cool. You know? Uh, right. Because there's fucking there's so I, much I would, shit. I would love to play black and white. Uh, yeah, of course. But either, first, either we suck that bad. So either we suck that bad or they think we haven't paid our dues, which that's bullshit. That's, that's bullshit. Okay. So they either we suck that bad or what else what can be? How about try this hardcore? <laughs> oh, really? 
This hawk was fucking amazing. I love to play it. Oh my god! Every year, same thing. Mandatory vacation for me. Every I would, year, I would love to play it. I would love to do this as hawk. I'm sure. But uh, same thing. We're not, we've never. Have you ever been? No. Oh my god, dude! Do that like, dude. Just one day. Just go one day. There's always something. Literally, it's a not past- that bad. It's in Philly from Staten Island. It's well, no, that's not the problem. It's an usually, hour and twenty minutes. Usually, when in the past, like three, four, I knew it was many years. I was my buddy's band was playing, so I was like, you know, I gotta go and you know, film some bar. But yeah, same, it was always something. Yeah. So maybe that's why we haven't played that one because I've never been there. So maybe he's like, well, fuck you, you know, we went to the show. And I get it. And you know, if, if he, if he told me that, if Joe said to me, you've never been to one of these shows, so why would I book you? I would totally. You're right. Yeah. yeah well, it kind of makes sense, I guess. I get it. Yeah, I would take that. Support yeah, those. You know, support. I haven't been there to support the shows. Not like he needs it. You know, you do great. Right. But. I've never been to one of the shows, so I got it. Yeah. I've been to every black and blue and yeah. you know, Super Bowl forever. Yeah. We're just not cool enough. That's crazy. I'm, that's you know, unfortunate. That's what it's all the down nobody thing is. Yeah. You know? Cousin Joe, if you're listening, come on. <laughs> Throw Jeff and Rage a bone over here. <laughs> you give oh. us a breakfast slot. Yeah. Not He's a both Italian, you know? <laughs> you know? You get that thing going, maybe. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> what do I, I know? Be, I would be honored to play it. I, of course. You know, there are bands, listen, there are bands that played it that have been around for a cup of coffee. They played it. Yeah. So I don't know what's it's not about paying dues. It's about who you know and yeah, whatever. I don't know. Well, like I said, maybe we just maybe maybe just Joe would be like, you know what? They, you guys suck. All right, <laughs> both Joes, Joe, Joe and Philly and cousin Joe, and Rage, you guys suck so bad that you're not playing. You be. I would say okay. All right, I understand. But I that's not the case. I, well, it might be the case. Well, anything you have anything coming up for for Rage? Well, hold on. Wait, but the time this comes out, it's gonna be yeah. Well, maybe show up. But I'm saying music-wise, you didn't come out with the gateways. Yeah. So that's, there's three of them. Right. And we did that idea because I am a firm believer that people have no attention span. Even in, and to put out... Nowadays, none. Right. Even people our age. Yeah. Uh, even people are. So imagine a younger audience. So even people our age have no attention span. Right. So I'm like, just put out EPs, three songs, that's it. Bang, bang, bang. They're, we're going to put all the EPs together on Burp on the Podcast. That's then right. we're going to put them all together. People as burp as on the flow. podcast. Maybe things happen on the podcast. I'm ordering cheeseburgers on the podcast. It's all right. I'm eating pickles. I don't eat coleslaw, though, from the diner because I feel like it was on the pressure. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan. It's like this this, this little no. cup of coleslaw right no. here. This was on like some old lady's dish about an hour ago. I agree. That she didn't eat it, so they just went like this, right? To me. Yeah. I'm not and so creamy. I'm not a mark. Like, don't try to work me and eating your fucking leftovers. And listen, I've eaten some terrible things. Long. I've, I've, I've put in my mouth places you wouldn't put your shoe, but yeah. I wanted that. <laughs> uh-huh. Listen, now I'm not eating. I outside of CBGBs, there was like some. You ever take a shit on the CBGBs toilet bowl, the male toilet bowl? No, I peed in there. Yeah, me too. But even that was scary. There was like a one of those like bodegas where they would sell Lucy's or whatever drugs uh, yeah. they would sell out of. Yeah, of course. And I think I was the only person who ever went to the bodega <laughs> next to see across the street from CBGBs. I really ordered the food in there. But I, I ordered an open meat, uh, open face meatloaf sandwich. A meatloaf sandwich from a bodega outside of CBGBs. My buddy's like, you're the only person who bought anything legal in this place. You realize that? And you're eating a meatloaf sandwich. Dude, what's wrong? And I was standing outside like, oh, oh did you get sick? I don't think I did. Wow, wow look I, at that. I was young and a strong constitution. Oh so I was standing God. in my long hair. 
<laughs> but my happy on my ears eating a meatloaf sandwich. Like, I don't know, so so man, the CBG was, I gotta make it back in there for rest in pieces. Hold on. Yeah, as you eat a meatloaf sandwich, but they're selling heroin out of the place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it's fun. Yeah, there's like one meatloaf sitting there. And my buddy was like, I can't believe you eating this. I was like, it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> that's awesome. This is you know, crazy. This is why I'm crazy. So, yeah. mm-hmm. All right, so you have the three Gateways albums are yeah. out. They're out. Right. Yeah. You work on any more music? I know the new Gateways has Eddie Leeway on it. Which will promote that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's weird because now it's called Gateways 3. Gateways 3. I'm going to have botulism. Yeah. And now what's crazy is that WSOU plays us. So they used to play us 20 years ago. And now they're playing us again like we're a new band. Right? Yeah. So half these kids probably have no idea that we're middle-aged men. That's good, though. That's great. I'm not, I love hey, it. Man. Fantastic, man. They play us in a regular rotation. So it's weird. Like One of the things that pisses me off of people, I am such a... When people like come up to me, and again, I'd rather have somebody tell me we suck. Right. Then someone like, you guys still, you guys still play? I'm like, motherfucker. You motherfucker. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, my thing is, look, if you're not in it anymore, if you're not in the music anymore, you got a wife and kids and a mortgage. I'm good, thank you. Thanks, man. Can I just get another couple of glass of water? Yeah, can I get another cup of coffee? Thank Thank you you so much. If you're not anymore, like you know, you know, got mortgage. I live in Jersey. That's great. I get it. I fine. It's fine. More power to you. Live your life there. But don't come to me and be like because you're gone. Oh, I saw you in '92. Like like everything else stopped. Right. Because you stopped everything else. I said I saw you with Creator. You guys still jamming? He goes, "How's Marco? Marco's still my brother, but he hasn't been in the band since 1995." Right. Right. (laughs) Like Marco hasn't played in the band. You know, and my brother's one of those guys. Like. Mm-hmm. But my brother's like, I'm married, I'm this, I'm done. Right. I'm done. And then more power to him. Yeah. My, like brother, those, my brother doesn't go to like whoever, hey man, I saw you. Like, you yeah. know, he's out. Yeah, it's like it's somebody I don't see for a long time and then I get reintroduced and they're like, oh, you, you, you're still into that crazy music? Mm. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. sorry, but I'm not. I'm not a trend. You know, I'm not following a trend yeah. yet. Like, right. this is this is my life. I found it when I was a young kid. Yeah. And was I in and out of the actual scene yeah. from time to time? Yes, due to certain circumstances. Yeah. Yes. But I never stopped listening. You're either I one of those people who go in and you go out, and that's fine. Or I'm, you're I'm in, not, or you're in. You're a lifer. That's so it. So it's like, don't. Come to me like you guys still jamming? Yeah, it's just. I used to love that demo back in '92. Like, that's uh, great. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Congratulations, guy. That irks the crap out of me. Yeah, it's that, ir- that irks me. So. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway. I don't know. We were talking about Gateways 3, Eddie Leeway. Right. So, and then from there, we're going to put it all together. And you're going to put a, a all length. three of them. And maybe three new songs. And then we're doing a covers record. Oh, boy. That's going to be fun. Of course. And you know, it's only, the only can, rule... Can, 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 you, can you leak what you already have working? As far I can say right now, we're not going to do any... No hardcore. Right. Oh, so it's... I know. No I, punk. Uh-huh. So it's going to be almost like El Diablo used to do. Kind of like that. In the same vein, like songs. We're going to make them heavy. Are you going to do like fucking Cindy Lauper, She Bop? No. We, for a while, we were talking about stuff like that. But no, we're not going to do that. No, we are, I'll, tell funny. You, I'll tell you one story we practice, and it sounds sick. Wasp, I want to be somebody. Really? <laughs> Really? All right. I'm not mad at that. That's going to be fun. That's awesome. That's going to be fun. Yeah. So, like, if someone told me at 15 years old that I'd be sitting in the studio in my 40s practicing, I want to be somebody by Wasp. I think he was like smoking shit. Right. Yeah. So that's, they were doing that, the coverage record. And okay. hopefully, we got some things 
by the time this comes out, it's supposed to go back to to Europe. I don't know. Well, when do you, when are you going back to Europe? Supposedly, we might do March. This will be out. Right, it'll be out by March. Jesus Christ! Yeah, right. this will come out in January. Okay, so hopefully we'll be doing Europe in March. Hopefully, that's awesome. And then um, I don't know. I think that's yeah. Eperfest again? I would love to. They just said they want us to give like they want like. They want to have material. So last couple times we had nothing out. Like we were always in between. Yeah. So if we have the, the gateway, if, if gateway is still considered new by them, then we can do that. Hopefully, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be cool if you can jump on. Like, if I can just play fast or some shit. If I can just play, that's it. If I can just do a festival and then go home, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with doing that. I don't blame you. My days are over getting the van and come on, being a road dog. You gotta no. worry about your fuck. My fan belt broke. I'm in fucking Tennessee. Right. Yeah, those days are over. I agree. Like. Those I understand the guys are gonna. <laughs> yeah. If we could do like one show, and I, I'd lose money. You lose money if you just fly out for one show. Right. But it's worth it. One good thing is like when you get a little older, you have a little bit of money in your pocket. Right. You go, hey, you know what? I'll leave a couple hundred bucks. I'll fly out there instead of you're like, well, I'm saving five hundred dollars by renting a van. Yeah. To <laughs> and go. And we're gonna play in front of three people in Idaho. Right. I mean, no offense to Idaho, yeah. but you know, like I can't do it now. Yeah. No. Whatever. What's in Idaho? Slipknot. Yeah. Oh, no, they're I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're not even from C. I was driving dice. Yeah, there's nothing in Idaho. Yeah, well, yeah. you know. That's, you know. <laughs> if they put us on a big, listen, if, if we got a big tour. He says Slipknot. Sorry, they're from Iowa. Oh, well. <laughs> Whatever bands are from Idaho, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if there's something going on, that's the one thing. If you're a young band, I guess, do it. Well, you're my age. You're not. Yeah. My drummer is in his 20. So him and his band, they do the like, they get in the van, you know, the guys yeah. from shower, they yeah. play these shows, like, hey, we're in, you know, you know blah, blah, blah. I'm yeah. like, have fun. Have fun. Knock it. God bless you, man. Yeah, man. Good for you. You're in your 20s, it's fun. You know, it's fun. Plus. The car breaks down. It's great. You know, yeah, you figure it out. Yeah, we're bonding. Yeah. When you get old, cars on fire. But yeah, it's awesome. Last time with Europe, you know, they're all great in Europe. You know, they're always like, hey, if you want to, you know, you crash here, you crash at the promoter's house. And I'm like, nah, you know, we're gonna get a hotel. And I'm like, why? You didn't lose money. Like, because I'm, I'm a grown up. Yeah, I'm a grown up. I, I want a bed. I don't want a bed. I don't want to And I would never ask them this. I would never ask them to pay for it. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot of money. Right. So I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Thank I, I got the money. We're gonna, me and my guitar player, we're gonna chip in for a bedroom. Yeah. We're in a hotel. I'm doing Airbnb. Yeah. Well, thank you. They, they always offer fun. us. They always offer us. We'd be saving tons of money if we just did it. But right. it's, again, it's the same thing. It's like, Thank God I have a couple of dollars saved from working. Yeah. I can afford, I got a hotel room. Yeah. I'm not getting the palace. I'll do like, you know, the holiday. So yeah, whatever. But it's just a bed. I want a bed. I'm not so you, you want a bed and you want a fucking shower. If I can wash my ass, I'm happy. I'm the same here. Right. Give me something halfway comfortable in a place where I can wash my ass. Hey, yeah, 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 I'm good. At 22, I get it. I'll right. sleep on the floor. Same like, here. Punk rock. Come on. I gotta sleep. We're going to be like squatted. Great. At 42. It's over. It's done. No. Yeah. So I, 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 so we actually lose money when we go over there. But it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. It's the experience. You get to do it. Again, think of it. When we were doing this and we were kids in our 20s. 
to think that like 20 years later, You're now overseas. we are playing these festivals, and there's kids coming up to us, and guys come to us, you know, they know the lyrics of songs, and we speak French, I'm like, what the fuck? It's yeah. the most surreal. How'd this happen? Yeah. It's surreal. It's the most surreal thing. Yeah. And again, we get, we get, you know, we get more love over there than we do like in Queens. That's what happens all the time, though. It's true, though. It's so it's so true. There's there's so many, like, hardcore is so much, I don't know, it is overseas, they Everybody. Take, they take right? it serious. Them, like we like DLC pictures. Some of the guys you make friends on social media, right? Mm-hmm. So like they saw a picture of us. Let's say with um, you know, it's like front of the Stanhope House, yeah, in Jersey. It's yeah, small little place, awesome venue, one of my favorite venues. And they can't believe, like, wait a minute, you could see Nazik front that close? Because in Europe they're playing like they're playing with the barricade and everything. Yeah, the whole, totally like forty thousand people. Like, like Nazik front still does stuff like that in, in, the, in the East Coast. Like they kind of have no choice because I'm like there is there's no there's that doesn't. I'm like, guys, what goes on here is not over yeah. there. I'm like, it's, they're playing clubs, you know? Like, all the bands, like, they're just playing the small places still. Like, yeah. It's incredible. They have, to them, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. You're like, oh, you played the Chrome magazine and you're this close. Like, yes. Yeah, it's like sick of it all in their 30-year anniversary tour. Mm-hmm. And so then they were at the Bowery Electric. Mm. The place holds 150 people. Yeah. And the stage is literally six inches off the ground. I didn't know. Yeah. I was in Lou's face for an hour uh, and a half. You could, they couldn't do that in Europe. Oh, it was the greatest shit ever. Yeah, yeah, they're too big for that in Europe. Yeah. You know, Europe, they're playing these massive shows. Good, so hopefully you get overseas and you'll have a I'd be happy. Nice. I'd be happy. I'd be happy doing everything. Where can they find Enrage and where can they download all your music and shit? Pandora. Pandora. Pandora? <laughs> you know, I'm Pandora. Once. I don't even know what that is. I heard of it, but I don't know. Spotify. Apple. What's it? Amazon. All of them. All of them. All right, what about the social media bullshits? You got to do them. Yeah, you have, it's necessarily evil. L- listen, as much as I, I, I'll never clown on it because it, we, there wouldn't be a band without it. Right. They're I clown little, on it somewhat. I mean, I have, I mean, obviously, there's a million things you could say about that suck and right. they do. Right. That's the part that I clown on. Right. The shit that sucks about it. The thing. There's very beneficial things there, to it. There would literally be no enrage if it wasn't for social media. Right. Or even MySpace. We got back because, yeah. like I said, like, so my brother was done with it. He was, yeah. And then MySpace came along. Yeah. And just as a joke, it's like, it's free. You can make, you, I mean, it's free. It's like, you make a website and you put up your songs. There's people talking about it. I'm like, what do you mean these people talking about right. I remember that you, you were able to put your own music yeah. player and it was a band profile. Right. And yeah. And we made it enraged MySpace. And next thing you know, I don't know, people just started digging it. And we started getting contacts from Europe. Like, yeah. And then Facebook, same thing. So like, I wasn't even on Facebook. My buddy was like, dude, there's people talking about enraged. You guys should get on Facebook. I'm like, oh, what is that? Like, to, what am I going to do with Facebook? Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Like, right. And then now, well, it's now funny I about that. I forgot about it because MySpace is dead. But now, now that you just reme- you just reminded me indirectly, it had to have been like 2006 because I was living in Miami at the time. Facebook was kind of brand new. People, were, there was still MySpace, but people were starting to yeah, migrate. Start, starting to migrate over. And I'm on Facebook, and all of a sudden I see a thing. It might have been on MySpace because it was the bulletin. Remember, you were able to post something, and it would all call whatever your friends were yep. posting the bulletin, it would scroll. Yeah, yeah. So it might have been still MySpace, and all of a sudden I see you. you you posted something because I had sent you an old flyer. Yeah, yeah. The Life of Agony Marauder and Rage yeah, yeah. flyer. Wow. So we were friends on there, and then I saw your bulletin, and you broke the news <laughs> that Chris Benoit killed his whole family and himself. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember that. So whenever I hear Chris Benoit, I think of you. 
Yeah. Jeff and Ray, let me know that Chris Blah fucking snapped out and killed his family. You can do a whole other podcast and talk about wrestling. I'll be here all night. Yeah, we can do that. I should do that. Old school, though. I tuned out for a while. I tuned out, but I can go back. I love it. Yeah. Big wrestling Well, New Jersey Horicon coming up in the end of March. I got to go there because they usually have a couple, and they already announced Jake the Snake is going to be there. Last time I was at the horror convention, I think I told this on a real quick story. We were, we stayed in the hotel, right? In the showboat, yeah. Right, which that that is the move to do now. Yeah. If you're gonna go for the weekend, you have to stay in the hotel because yeah. when the convention is over at like eight o'clock, yes. everyone who's who's guests there are in the hotel. Right. So we're in this place is called Aces, and it's kind of like a little Applebee's type mm-hmm. restaurant bar yeah. kind of place. So next thing you know, I never seen an episode in my life, but the principal from Saved by the Bell, Mr. Belding, yeah, yeah, yeah. rented the place, and I look over and there's Mr. Belding singing Billy Joel karaoke and then who walks in Razor Ramon I took a picture with Razor Ramon he was hammered he was hammered he's like you know what I think me and your daughter we get a big platter of food and we'll eat it my treat I'm like ah, he was hammered bro and he wouldn't take a picture I had to get the waitress to go get a toothpick he didn't have a toothpick in his pocket he had to put the toothpick in his mouth because of his gimmick you know what I mean so it's it's Tony Moran the face of Michael Myers from the first Michael Myers Fantastic. he's the he's the best like like I bullshit with him he's he's the best dude ever so I'm hanging out with it's me my ex-girlfriend my daughter Anthony Gutter Christ Tony Moran who's Michael Myers Razor Ramon and then who comes shuffling his dirty stinky looking ass in little troll fucking Ron Jeremy oh. and Mr. Belding is singing Billy Joel perfect. I'm walking I'm looking around this place like that's this, a this, perfect this, that's this, a perfect this, world to it's me. a circus and this fucking awesome that's a perfect so scenario so it, it's the last weekend of March they already announced um Jake the Snake Roberts and a couple other people but Jake Roberts is going to be there so I have to go I'll go hang out and just fucking chill with fucking Jake the Snake yeah that's yeah it's good stuff I love all that stuff yeah maybe we'll do a part two I'll get a couple of people together who, who like mark out for wrestling we'll just we'll just do a fucking if you ever do one for wrestling please ask me I I'll sit here I'll fanboy out I know I'm, I'm all for that. I know. Me too. Old school shit. Fav- all right, we'll, we'll wrap this up in a second, but off the top of your head, favorite wrestler of all time ever. Oh, gee, that's all I have to say. How? Come on. <sighs> Can't. Who, uh, who's important to me? Or, 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 technical? Your, your, no, not technical. See, it's not weird, I guess. See, I know, see? I know, but it's not technical, not who cuts the best promos, none of that. Just overall, your favorite wrestler ever. Either Hogan or Ric Flair. That's easy. Mine's, mine's Randy Savage. See, I love Randy Savage. Mine's Randy Savage, but then my second closest is just because he was such a dirty bastard was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, see, right, 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 Piper. Yeah. Picture me and Roddy Piper. I forgot. I have a picture. It's 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 two Jimmys and one's a murderer. I have a picture of me and Jimmy Snooker. Oh, yeah. Snooker too. See, I can't do one. I need like a Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I need a Mount Rushmore. Oh, I threw that out there a few times. The Mount Rushmore wrestlers. Bruno Sammartino. Yeah, but there's but there's too many wrestlers. Obviously, there's only four because there's not that many presidents. Yeah. So so you would have to you would have to put eight. I would say eight because there's so many more wrestlers. Yeah, okay. So you throw the eight and then and then you get all fucked up. It's like do you throw a manager? What about a tag team? If you have to put a tag team, who would it be? Of course, mm-hmm. it would be LOD. You know what I mean? But it's it's and then like you'll you'll be like, "Okay, this is it. This is good." But then 
Ah, oh, but do you put Stone Cold on there? But all right, if you take him off, then who do you put on there? I mean, yeah, actually, Stone Cold's important. He's very important. Even yeah, The Rock. I, I always say even The Rock's important too. But you know who you know who, who I despise, but you who you would I think you would kind of have to put on it, and I hate him. I hate his music. Douche chills all day long as soon as I hear the music come on. Is fucking Shawn Michaels. But he kept that business afloat yes, for a I long agree time. I, agree I don't like him, but he did. I hate him. Yeah. I couldn't. I can't stand yeah. him. I Stop with you. your freaking bird music and you're I'm a sexy boy. Stop it. <laughs> Nah, enough already with you. <laughs> Jeff and Rage, my man. My brother. My <laughs> Thank, brother. You. Thank you. Thank you. On, a, anytime. On Instagram, it's what? World and Rage. World and Rage on Instagram. And, and, rage. and on Facebook. Come on, kids. Just fucking smarten up. Just type it in Rage. You'll find it. Yeah. Like it and support it. Buy that shit. Thank you. We're over here now. Mm-hmm.